Strategic Financial Partners presents the Rush Hour Podcast, where the rubber meets the road on the economy, stock market, and personal finance. Now here's your host, Matt Rush. Welcome to the Rush Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rush, and with me today is Serge Postalache. Serge is a business development director at Fidelity Investments. He is responsible for delivering support of Fidelity's model portfolio capabilities to financial intermediaries and institutions. Serge, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on today's podcast, Matt. Very excited to to talk to you. Well, Fidelity certainly has a broad view on the wealth management industry. You guys provide products and solutions to thousands of financial advisors, but your team is focused on the portfolio construction space. Can you tell me a little bit more about that work? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. So the portfolio solutions group here at Fidelity is really focused on helping clients manage investments effectively, especially during those uncertain times like COVID-19 that we've seen in 2020. So we do that through uh, several ways, right? You have the thought leadership and research from a fidelity standpoint uh, that really gives your clients the transparency and uh, that they need. Uh, and also a, a lot of tools that we have here and services to, to help clients, financial advisors really, uh, really get the, the next level of service. So for example, fidelity receives multi-asset portfolios for review and guidance in two ways. So one, is through our portfolio quick check tool that really serves as a quick rapid diagnostic. It really takes a deep dive into the portfolio to understand, hey, what are some areas of opportunities? The second is through our portfolio construction guidance uh, team, which is a team of CFAs that really take a deep dive and take a consultative approach to analyzing uh, portfolios. Just to give you an idea, in, in the first half of 2020, uh, we analyzed around 3,900 unique portfolios to really look under the hood and get an understanding of what is going on in the market and how those portfolios are positioned. On that. So based on those nearly 4,000 portfolios that Fidelity's analyzed, what does the average client portfolio look like and what are some areas that can be improved? Yeah, that's a great question. So looking at the nearly 4,000 portfolios we reviewed um, the first half of this year, uh, we know that the average client portfolio has 14 holdings uh, from seven different asset managers. And when you blend in all the underlining fees, the average portfolio has an underlining blended fee of around 61 basis points. Uh, we think there's room for improvement there uh, in all those areas from an asset manager standpoint, fee and number of holdings. And um, we can likely build on that with strong risk return characteristics if you look at 12 or fewer holdings in a portfolio from five or uh, less uh, asset managers, uh, with fees you know being lower than sixty-one basis points. Um, the whole concept leads to an increase in adoption of outsourcing investment management, and really leveraging third-party portfolios on on managed account platforms or from uh, from uh, companies like Fidelity Investments. So that's that's kind of the thought process on that. In terms of the number of portfolios we reviewed and what we're seeing in terms of opportunity. Well, staying on the topic of portfolio construction, how does Fidelity approach portfolio construction when it comes to active and passive allocations? Yeah, we're, we're seeing more client portfolios allocated to actively managed funds. And I'll use the first half of the year as an example again. Um, 79% of the average portfolios were allocated to, to active uh, product. Uh, but you know, these are certain asset classes that favor active allocations, right? So if you look at fixed income and international prog- 
products, these have been the beneficiaries where allocations to active managers have gone up. And that's what we've seen so far. Uh, and if, even if you go back a few years, our portfolio analysis, we've seen the average client portfolio with allocations to fixed income go from 68% active to around 88% active. Similarly goes for, for the international aspect. We've seen allocations go from 48% active to around 63 uh, Just to give you an example, we re- looking at the COVID-19, we anticipated a lot of volatility in the market. And we've seen active manager really take advantage to, to manage that volatility by taking an active approach, uh, especially with uh, COVID-19 market pressures. So even if we compare Q1 allocations to Q2, we have not seen massive changes in terms of sectors or style box plays. So hopefully from, from our side of the house here, that means that advisors and end clients are staying the course through the ups and downs on the market. So, you know, that's, that's the premise of Fidelity here, Matt, is, you know, we like to keep a long-term horizon to, to portfolio construction. Would you talk a little bit about the multi-time horizon approach that you guys use when it comes to asset allocation? Yeah, absolutely. So this ties in perfectly with the, with the previous uh, question. So our framework really begins with the premise that long-term historical averages provide reasonable baseline for portfolio allocation. So we, we look at um, asset allocation here uh, over short-term horizon, that being you know, one to 10 years, but really 30 years or less asset price fluctuations are driven by various short-term, intermediate, and long-term factors. And really, we've seen that those factors can cause performance to deviate significantly from long-term historical averages. So for that reason, when we look at the business cycle here, uh, we look at from three different lenses. So one, we look at it from a tactical lens, and that's your one to 12 time frame. The second one is business cycle, and that's one to 10 years. And then the third is secular, which is more long-term, 10 to 30 years uh, time frame. So by really analyzing the returns, the risk, the correlation characteristics of various asset classes across different durations, we're able to draw these conclusions about how changing macro market conditions will affect relationships among this uh, different asset categories. So we can develop insight into how to combine assets based on these expectations. So although every business cycle is different, our historical analysis suggests that you know, the rhythm of cyclical fluctuations in the economy has tended to follow really similar fa- uh, patterns here. So uh, if you look at performance across asset classes, uh, categories, they typically rotate aligned with different business cycles. So as a result, business cycle approach from Fidelity here to, to asset allocation can add value as, as part of that intermediate to long-term uh, investment strategy on that. Okay. Well, taking this a step further from the portfolio construction lens to a long-term financial planning in that focus, Fidelity's done a lot of research over the years around the importance of comprehensive planning and what you guys refer to as life's big moments. What are some of those big moments that clients should think about and maybe the impact that these events could have on their lives? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great question. And this uh, bear with me here because there's some really uh, relevant information for, for clients to, to understand. So across our decades of working with millions of investors at Fidelity, we've seen the impact that life's big moments can have the finances, health, stress levels, and overall wellness. Life brings unpredictable challenges and opportunities. Uh, it's life's big moments that move people into action, 
you know, many investors might not be adequately prepared for those life uh, moments. So preparation, I like this phrase, preparation helps build confidence. And by thinking about and talking about some of these life uh, common events, we're, we're able to get empowered, get organized, and really make informed decisions along our journey. So some of the, the most crucial life events in a person's life, and we've done a lot of research here on our, on our end, are, you know, if you look at relationships, uh, making large purchases, um, education planning, retirement planning, changes in a person's health, aging, caregiving, and legacy planning. These are all very important factors. And I'd like to spend a few minutes on, on each of these because I think they're very important. Uh, if we start with relationships, you know, uh, let's say you might be single, you might be living with someone, married, divorced, or widow. But regardless of your relationship status today, it's important to get organized should that status change in the future. So some of the questions that, you know, clients should think about are how will the couple share expenses and assets? Have they discussed sharing debt? What are the tax implications? Uh, whose health care plans are, are you going to use? The, the beneficiary designations. Uh, are they going to change their health care proxy? So some, these are some of the most important things uh, clients should consider as the, they navigate life's big moments. And moving to the second one, which is making a large purchase. This is a big one, right? So what purchases are our clients considering? Can they afford it? Uh, what are the additional costs to those uh, to those uh, purchases? Do they have a plan to to finance or or purchase outright? Uh, really, a fidelity study we did a couple of years ago shows that forty nine percent of buyers had difficulty saving for a home down payment because of student loan debt. So, student loan has become you know a, a burden for 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 some clients. Um, so, you know, and another statistics was sixty two percent of first time major purchases or a car. So that, that gives you a framework to, to understand, hey, what are clients' purchases? What are they spending money on? Uh, and moving on, education planning is also a big one. Uh, with the school year beginning, you know, this is especially top of mind, right? 35% of, of parents with children at, at least in the 10th grade have not discussed the total cost of college. How will your client pay for, for college expenses? You know, have your clients discuss what they expect uh, their child to contribute once they do start college or maybe student loans later on? Uh, how much should clients save and so on? And what are some of the, the tools to, to save for college education? You know, there's a lot of resources out there and plans like 529 plans, UGMA account, UTMA accounts. These are all important to consider uh, as you uh, as clients uh, approach the conversation of education planning. And then if we move on to retirement planning, obviously, this is a, this is a big one. It affects uh, all of us here. Uh, you know, some of the questions that I, I would encourage clients to think about is, what are your expenses? How will you pay for healthcare during retirement? What, what sources of income do you have? Has your risk tolerance changed? And, you know, some rules of thumb here, 28% of, of household income should be spent on housing. 15% on transportation, 8% on healthcare, and so forth. So really understanding those percentages and how you allocate the income is crucial to make sure you're on, on track for, for retirement planning. And if we move on to the last few here, changes in health are also important. Uh, Fidelity estimates that the average couple will need around $295,000 in today's dollars for medical expenses in retirement. And that includes long-term care. 
So really a team-based approach to align your healthcare needs with your healthcare savings are crucial. So do you have a, a doctor in place, attorney, uh, accountants, investment representatives, really having that ecosystem to help support and get you to that goal. So some of the crucial questions to, to, to think about are like, you know, what are your health needs? Um, will you have healthcare coverage? Is there a, a gap to Medicare? Can you utilize an HSA? So these are some of the, the questions clients can, can think about. And moving into the last couple here, aging and caregiving, uh, an interesting statistics that we have here is 25% of baby boomers care for an aging parent and two out of three caregivers are women. So just to give you an idea of what that looks like. And last but not least is legacy planning. Uh, this is a big one. Is there a, a current will in place? Are the beneficiary uh, the beneficiaries current? Who's the personal representative? Does the family know where the key documents can find uh, can be found? So these are these are very important. And some of the things that I wanted to share here uh, on uh, today's conversation. So as you can see, life life is a big journey, man. So there's a lot of things to to consider. No, no, I, I totally agree with you, and I, I appreciate you taking the time to expand upon that. Um, you've answered all of my questions with a lot of thought and a lot of insight. I'll, I'll kind of open it back up to you if you have anything that you'd like to close us out with. Yeah, no, I appreciate the time, and I'll, I'll leave you with this. I think the biggest takeaway is that there's a lot of components of a financial plan, right, and financial well-being. And that starts with money management, portfolio solutions, and we've really built upon that work to help attain uh, clients' long-term financial goals that they're aiming for. And then ultimately, you know, it's helping clients achieve that peace of mind, achieve that fulfillment in their lives. So many advisors, investors are embracing the emotional side of, of financial planning and, and looking at the current uncertainty given, you know, the pandemic that we've seen this year. It's also about recognizing the challenges that we're faced with and how to plan accordingly. So that's why at Fidelity here, we, we, we have a broad range of resources uh, to support clients, ranging from portfolio solutions to financial planning insight to help uh, uh, clients along their life's journey. So hopefully this was uh, beneficial and, and informative, but that's what I wanted to close with um, on today's conversation. Well, I appreciate your time and thank you for sharing some of Fidelity's solutions and planning insights. Serge, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. For more content from Surge and the team at Fidelity, you can read their insights at institutional.fidelity.com. Or you can follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter at Matt Rush SFP. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified as new episodes are released. And if you're interested in our firm or would like to contact me, check us out online at strategicfinancialpartners.com.